Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Two Point Culture Podcast. I'm Zach Oliveira. I'm Chase Schwartz. And guess what? You guys must have heard it by now. We got music. You know, um, for real, shout out to Cupid93 on Instagram uh, for the beat. He worked very well and collectively with us. And, uh, you know, I'm thrilled about this, man. I'm pumped. It's it's another level up for us. Yeah, level up, level up, level up. I'm loving it, honestly. I can't be more excited. It's kind of cool to see a little bit of the progression from week to week, especially just even the way we've been speaking to each other and getting comfortable with the mic and everything like that. And now to slowly start adding, you know, theme music and maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe we're going to put some sound bites in there too. Who knows? Listen, I'm going to advocate for a gunshot. <laughs> I'm going to advocate for it. For, for a fire take, there has to be a gunshot going off. <laughs> a part of my bias gunshot that would be pretty yeah cool. man yeah i'm, okay, I'm with it we're gonna That's, think about this one yeah yeah we'll discuss this one <laughs> yeah all right speaking about discussions uh last week we kind of had a little bit of a discussion about who our current five favorite nba players are let's get right to the list shall we chase what do you got for us so starting five listen the one was really tough and I was torn between, for this season especially, I was torn between Chris Paul and Dame. Mm. I'm going with Dame. Dame. I can, I can, I listen, that's no slight to Chris Paul, but you know, we got that ice in his veins still, man. So yeah, it's Dame time. Uh, at my one, number two, I got D Book. Oh. Uh, three, I got Kawhi. I, listen, I can't ever go for LeBron, especially in the Lakers. In the <laughs> <form>. <laughs> uh, four, I'm going with. Kevin Durant and my fifth is the Joker Nikola Jokic. Zach, what do you got for us, man? We almost have the exact same five. <laughs> it's not so great. Oh my god, man! I was gonna say whatever your five is, we should match them up and to see who wins. But all right, <laughs> so much for that one. Well, I know my team will win because I've got a proven winner on my team. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Kawhi. I got LeBron at forward. Ooh. Actually, no. Now that I look at it, we actually have. I have three. I have three of your five. Okay. So on my team, I got Jokic at center. Right. I love the creativity, especially for a big man, mm-hmm. and the way that he can distribute the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, KD is obviously a snake. The guy's a stone cold <laughs> sniper. <laughs> uh slim reaper man yeah slim reaper is the best no i i love kd i've always loved watching the guy he can shoot from anywhere and anytime you could turn it up from zero to 100 real quick he's like dirk man like that shot how, how do you stop something at seven foot anyways sorry continue please please, no, please. <laughs> absolutely right like there's only maybe a handful of players in the league that can shoot like him at yeah. that size yeah um i got lebron just because when lebron's on it's kind of remarkable how great he is, especially at his age too. It just keeps getting better. And like, it seems like every time he regresses in one area, he improves, like takes two steps forward somewhere else. He's always like looking at different play, different ways to dominate, to make an impact. So I like LeBron as my forward and my two guards. Well, I got Lillard, obviously ice in my veins. Like you said, it's game game time. time. (laughs) Logo Dame. Um, I love Dame just because of the excitement that he brings that you just, you never know when he's going to take over a game or just that big shot factor, right? When the game's on the line, he wants the ball and kind of reminds me of a little bit of Kobe on that sense. And then lastly, I got to go Luca. I love watching Luca play. It's, could, it's nice to see the future. You, do you consider Luca a shooting guard though? Or do you play him at the point? That's, that's, that's where my line came to. Cause like, so, well, the more that he's been matched up this year and just the way that he's been playing, he's been kind of playing more at the guard position. Right. And uh, he's even played a little bit of point guard too this year. So I consider him a guard for now. I'll tell you one thing, though. There was a lot of really good young players that I'm excited for that Absolutely. didn't make this list or my list at least and could have easily replaced some of these players. Like, I really like John Morant. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet, but he's a guy that I 
I'm really high on. He's a uh, see, listen to this. He's a season in, but I I can't wait to see the exponential growth of Lamelo Ball. Mm. Like like to start. I know we're gonna miss him for the rest of the regular season, especially right. because of you know the wrist fracture. But to see what he has started off being, like we projected that to be Lonzo. Absolutely. I actually wasn't really high on Lamelo to be honest. I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he would be this good, this like this quick. And I'm eating my words right now. He's he looks really good, and he looks like he's going to be a superstar in the league in the next couple of years. I I have a theory that I think his dad looked at how Luca played when playing against grown men, and then was like, "Send him away. Send him there." That makes sense. Being in a pro league, he has to play against actual grown men. I guess maybe they don't have the energy and maybe not the skill set, I would say, as a, in college basketball. But yeah. I, yeah. I think you have to work on your fundamentals there yeah. a lot. You have to fine-tune that. So, yeah, I I could see that. That's a pretty good theory. That's a pretty good hot take. Oh, you know, got to keep one in the tuck, man. <laughs> um, before we go any further, I, and I'm going to make this really short, uh, rest in peace to DMX, man. That was a very hard thing to digest. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for you and what you did with music. I'm not going to sit on this because I can ramble on all day about this, but no, rest in peace to DMX, prayers to the family, um, prayers for Swizz and the whole Rough Riders camp. And thank you again for what you've contributed and for the ways you paid for uh, the artists that are relevant today. Yeah. Rest in peace and thoughts and prayers go out to his family, friends, anybody who has been affected by this personally, and even just, you know, regular listeners of his music. It's a tough time, but you know what? We can enjoy the music that he Mm -hmm. put out and absolutely we're going to be feeling that for years to come for sure. It's funny because the other day I listened to to Fame and the the lyrics to the chorus of Fame is I'm gonna live forever I'm never gonna die so yeah I, I, X is gonna be relevant for for very 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 for the generations to come so yeah up in here up, up in, in here, here. <laughs> <laughs> okay NFL uh, big trade last week unfortunately we we weren't able to cover it Sam Darnold getting traded from the Jets to the Panthers. Chase, you got the details on that one? I do. So the Jets received a sixth round pick for this year, a second round pick for second and fourth round pick for next year. So to sum up this trade, but or the value of what has happened in this trade, right now the Jets have three picks in the in the first two rounds of this year's draft and four picks in the first two rounds of next year's draft so they have seven picks in the top two rounds for the next two years in total also the jets have which is ridiculous they have 21 picks in the next two years listen zach wilson is going to get whatever he needs around him to succeed yeah hopefully i mean at the end of the day though it's still draft picks i'm a huge hype person for prospects but you need to develop them of course um New York's a tough market to play in, though. I will say this, going from BYU to New York City, that's a bit of a culture shock. It's a different animal when, you, when you're when you on every single headline in every single newspaper in New York City when you have a bad game or even a good game. How Zach Wilson handles that pressure, though, it's going to determine his career. So I think as long as they build a proper line around him, uh, which I think is very possible because Joe Douglas – comes from a place where you know he believes in the trenches so he knows the battles one of the trenches you got to get through o-line and d-line so one they're going to protect their investment number two they're going to get him the weapons necessary to succeed off mike you alluded to the possibility of the judge trading for odell so that would be his big weapon if he you know if that should happen with that being said though you're right it's not the easiest thing but then again neither and you know pardon my bias on this and i won't mention names here but neither is going from north dakota state university to philadelphia right so um wait, hey listen it's it's the thing and but coming out of the end coming into the nfl you got to be ready for whatever's in front of you man 
Yeah, absolutely. And from what I see on his pro day, and not only that, just a couple of highlights here and there from his college days, he has potential. He has the intangibles to be a starting quarterback going forward. But let's see how he reacts to the New York market. I mean, a lot of players have said who have played there, it's tough, man. It, you're constantly being harassed 24-7. Being in BYU, I don't think he's out to deal with that yet. The collegiate level of media and things that come with, you know, it, it always changes, right? It's always going to be a level up. It's not going to be the same thing as he was in college. And I'm sure he's going to be media trained and properly prepped for whatever he has to go to. But it would probably be a little bit easier to go to a smaller market city. I'd argue that, though, because I think Trevor Lawrence is actually going down in terms of where he is at. I mean, at Clemson, you're the number one prospect. You're at a school that is expected to win a national title. And now you're going to Jacksonville, where expectations are a lot lower. And it's no no offense to Jacksonville. Pardon my bias. <laughs> <laughs> no, shoot that shot, Zach. Let, let them know. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jags fans. <laughs> basically what i'm trying to say is jags fans your franchise sucks no um (laughs) stand on the ledge stand on the ledge i like that keep that energy i like that uh i'm just jealous of your pools in your stadium (laughs) no but you're going to jacksonville where expectations aren't as high it's a bit of a rebuild year you have a coach who's an unknown albeit i think he might be a really good coach at the pro level Time will tell, you know, only through reps and seeing what happens on game day. I don't like that narrative of every prospect goes upwards. I guess you could say in terms of like uh, expectations on a market. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're the first round pick, I guess expectations are high no matter what happens. Listen, as long as it's not Jamarcus Russell, I think he'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Once again, I think for the Panthers switching sides to this, I think the Darnold trade is a great trade for them. He feels like he's the oldest 23-year-old in the league. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of hits like it too, man. Yeah. He's never consistently had the same offensive coordinator throughout his three years being in New York. Right. That's a huge misstep. I mean, look at Baker, right? Baker struggled the first couple of years too, just from the constant turnover of having a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach. It really hurts the value, especially at a, especially when you draft a young quarterback. I'll say this though, Joe Brady. I mean, look what Joe Brady did at LSU with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Just before that draft, nobody talked about Joe Burrow. He was a bit of an afterthought. All of a sudden, Joe Brady comes out and he basically gets the most out of Joe Burrow. Funny enough, the traits between Joe Burrow and Sam Darnold are very close. In terms of built, throwing style, pocket mobility. So basically what I'm trying to get at here is I actually think that Joe Brady could unlock a certain potential for Sam Darnold. On the flip side, though, mm-hmm. Joe Brady's going to have to really work on the turnovers with Sam Darnold. Right. And those have been eluding him since college. Well, one, looking at this trade, I think one of the biggest winners is Sam Darnold just going from Adam Gase to Joe Brady. Like you highlighted before, nobody really talked about Joe Burrow till Joe Brady was there. Uh, Joe Brady was one of the candidates I thought Philly should highly look into, which for whatever reason they didn't, but hey, listen, I'm getting more and more sold on Sirianni. Listen, Sam Darnold going into this system where he's going to have a little bit more stability too. He's going to have a better line in front of him. He's going to have... Christian McCaffrey out that backfield, which we all know can be the ultimate weapon for any team with the right system. And then you get a familiar face in there because Robbie Anderson's right there. So it's not going to be, I don't think the transition is going to be that difficult for Sam. I just think we need to see what it's actually going to be. Right. I'm going to say a a sleeper receiver though, DJ Moore. I I think a lot of people don't talk about DJ Moore. I think he's really undervalued around the lead we're gonna see him shine with the departure of Curtis He's... Samuel exactly I think that DJ Moore if he can get on the same rhythm and the same pace with Sam Darnold that could be a pretty good deep threat ball uh target going mm-hmm. forward I, I like what the Panthers did here I like this trade for them 
at the same time too, they didn't give up a first for him. Right. So which is huge. Worst case, you have a bad year next year. You can take a quarterback. Exactly. And if it works out, you pick up his option. Like it's it's not a it's not a hard position for the Panthers to be in. You can bite the bullet of but if it works well, they'll probably pay him. For sure. The only downside of this is, you know, somehow Sam Darnold still has to face Tom Brady twice a year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. However, Bill's defense, do you see any team besides maybe what the Bucks in that division that has something similar to that? Um so we know that the Atlanta Falcons, for example, that they finally have hired an offensive-minded coach. Right. So it's a very tough thing to say. The Saints' defense is fairly well. Um, obviously, we still have to see what's happening with Lattimore there and then how they solidify that position. But not like the Bills, man. The Bills were tough. The Bills were a tough defense last year right. and have been, especially with Trey White on those cor- and those corners. A little bit easier, but is the transition really that different? Dolphins defense wasn't bad too last year. They had a stretch where they were pretty they were pretty good. Uh the Patriots defense too. I mean, it wasn't what the Patriots defense usually is, but right. for the most part, it was pretty pretty solid. Uh if I compare both conferences, I tend to lead AFC East in terms mm-hmm. of defenses. Mm-hmm. Then add in, like you said, that he has a better offensive line with more weapons. Yeah, it might be a decent season for Darnold. Like, what would be respectable numbers for you um, this year for Sam Darnold? Are we talking like what yards, tugs, and TD? Let's go. Uh, let's go. Touchdowns, okay. interceptions. Like what? Twenty-three touchdowns, twelve picks, fourteen picks. He needs at least 25 touchdowns and no more than, and this is probably shooting for a lot, but no more than 12 picks. Yeah. Yeah. I'd even say 10, 10 might be shooting a little low. I could be mistaken. Not hundred percent sure, but I believe the Panthers only threw 16 touchdowns last year. Fair enough, which might also explain why the Panthers were so imminent on getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Where do you think he's going? From what I can see, listen, um, there's a few people advocating for him to go to Washington. Uh, that's one. Yeah, no, really, that's the only team I can think of that might address the quarterback situation like this. I can't really see Teddy going to New England, so that's out of there. He won't be a backup, so Detroit's out of there. And... If I'm thinking of the AFC, uh, no, 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 no real suitors. Like, if I'm the Panthers, I would hold on to them absolutely and wait till the beginning of the season and see if there's a quarterback that goes down. Absolutely, man. That's going to give you leverage. Um, people are going to expect a lot of things out of the draft. There, people you never, or if one of these teams happen to draft a quarterback high. Send him right over there. We know for sure that the top three teams are going to be quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, it won't be the Jets. for, Or maybe it is the Jets. Maybe they make another trade. Yeah, getting some security behind Zach Wilson would be good. To be fair, Joe Douglas said in the presser right after they traded Sam Darnold, I think you can see the direction we're going in with this. So, I know, but accidents happen. Things happen. Look at Cincinnati last year, right? They kind of threw all their baskets at Joe Burrow and he went down with an injury. Not that since he was going anywhere, but it's always good to have somebody just in case. If they don't draft Penny Swell or Sean Slater, I don't know what I, I fear for Joe. Jamar Chase, come on down. <laughs> yeah, just run that five yard slant and hope that Joe doesn't get hit before he can get that off, right? Super Bowl champions. Speaking of Super Bowl champions. <laughs> oh, only in Madden. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl champs. <laughs> Former Super Bowl champs, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> kind of alluded to this, that apparently Andy Reid has a new recruiting tactic. 
sending him pictures of the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, what would you do if that was your recruiting tactic? Like, yeah, I know you've never seen this before in person. <laughs> I actually like this move. Like, this is a complete catch for me. You want you want to you want to try to hold one of these one day? <laughs> I think it's smart. It shows people like, hey, look, this is actually achievable. Yeah, and recent. <laughs> I know I I wasn't against it. I know there was a lot of like flack for it, and I know a lot of people were saying like, well, you didn't win one this year, but. 32 teams, one team wins. Yeah. And let's be honest, with Pat Mahomes, yeah, probably have a good chance of being there at least for the next, what, four or five years easily. I'm right with it because – so Andy Reid is way, has been in the league for the better part of two decades now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yo, I'm sure he's been waiting to, you know, just flaunt it. Like, yes, I have it. It's, it's only a year old. It's only one year right. old come on guys like we can still do this the, the band isn't falling apart yet uh i don't know why people were kind of sour on that whole take uh, i liked it i thought it was pretty unique it also kind of shows he's a bit of a player coach too in a For sense sure. he's not your complete hard ass type of coach that demands only a certain amount from you and doesn't want you to express any character or any um personality I've I've never heard a player trash Andy Reid in the better part of 20 years. And I don't, like you said, I think the problem with people in this scenario is they expect you to constantly be humble and never to, you know, bask in the greatness and to show that, listen, like, and that's, Andy used that as a point, like you said, to be like, listen, not, this is achievable. We can do this. And the more we have here, and if you come here, mm-hmm. that increases our odds. The issue is, you, I'm one of the people that believes like you should always feel like you're the shit. That's true. I, I got mess. I got a message from somebody talking about the uh, I Am Athlete podcast when I posted a, uh, a clip earlier this week, and they're like, "Best podcast out." And the first thing I said was, "Yeah, besides ours, because guess what? That's how I feel about this." So yeah. yes, no talk. You should be able to talk some shit once a point, once in a while, man, and you know enjoy your status you should feel like that about whatever you're doing speaking about talking shit (laughs) i want to add this did you see uh, darius leonard's tweet no i missed this darius leonard the uh linebacker for the colts he basically tweeted out kind of telling this draft class to basically shut up and do your talking on the field and i'm like that i like that that because it's kind of funny i don't know maybe because it's the covid year and I guess people are getting a little more engaged on me on like social media and everything, but there has been a bit of an uptick of some prospects kind of, I guess, speaking their mind and propping themselves up without really backing anything up in the league yet. And that's a fine line. And I think it's okay to dap yourself up, especially as a prospect, but not too much because guess what? There's some boys that are going to be coming for you on Sundays. To, to your point, let me, let me, let's, let's go with this. So this is the first year where there's no actual combine, right? The first thing that everybody right. loves to get gassed up on is the 40 numbers. And we've seen much more four threes than we've ever seen before. Right. For sure. People are going to have to run that four three with that high and that intimidation on the field. And guess what? That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate to football either. So no expectations are definitely high now. So I guarantee you Darius Leonard's going to look at people and be like, it doesn't matter. You're still a rookie. Whoever gets drafted to the cult, you're still a rookie. You still got to earn your stripes over here. It's going to be a given. At least for the Colts, uh, I think they, they really do value personality or not. I wouldn't say personality, but they always look at guys who that they think could fit the, the locker room and right. that like that character trait. So in terms of a lot of these guys that are talking right now, I don't know that they'll be considered, we'll say. However, sometimes talent outweighs draft position, right? Right. You know, you're picking at the third, fourth round and somebody who talent-wise should have, be, should have been a second or a first rounder, but his mouth got him into trouble. Sometimes you got to take those guys too, right? Go big, go home. Of, of course, if the, talent, if the talent can outweigh it, maybe it's your best shot. You never know what it is until... They're on the field, unfortunately, and that's the joy of the draft, right? 
it's swing or miss. We're going to see this for a while. I look forward to seeing all the rookies come in. Um, I look forward to seeing the rookie hazing actually too. If you follow your team on uh, that, all the players, Instagram live, the streaming events through the training camp. So I look forward to see what happens with those rookies in camp and uh, let's see how much they run their mouths then. Well, I was just about to say that. I cannot wait till some of these rookies cross paths with Darius Leonard. He is going to run them over. And on the defensive side of the ball, just try Q. Just try him. Just try big Q. Just try to get by the big guy. He's going to pancake somebody, man. Pancake king, man. Every day is IHOP for him. (laughs) You want to get to the one player he may not pancake just because of speed? Yeah, well, and won't Anthony be blocking and won't be blocking him. Yeah, so Anthony Miller. Yes, I guess he's been shopped around recently. I guess they don't see him as a fit anymore in Chicago, and for Andy Dalton's beautiful new offense. <laughs> <laughs> Shot at Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Shots everywhere, man. We do need that gunshot. Yeah, yeah, we need a gunshot, man. We got a whole clip to let off today. Um. I'll start off first on this one. All right, so for Anthony Miller, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. I like this addition in the slot, especially for Justin Herbert. They lost Hunter Henry in the offseason this year to the Pats, and that's a lot of targets, and they need to distribute those targets around. So I think by acquiring Anthony Miller, he could be a huge part in the wide receiver core. That's already pretty good. I think it's a little underrated. A lot lot of people don't talk about the Chargers receiving core, especially Williams. But I digress. I think he would be a solid add there. Plus, I did some digging. Brandon Staley, the new coach, I believe he was the linebacker coach in Chicago when Miller was drafted. So I think he should have some familiarity with the player. If not, he could definitely reach out to some former contacts in the Chicago organization that can get him up to speed on how the player is and how to use him. Finally, Brandon Staley was also with the Rams, and the Rams really love to use a lot of slot receivers. I mean, Cup, Woods, they rotate in and out in those spots. So for me, I think that's a really good fit for him. I know you came with one. Uh, I actually have three potential spots. Um, Let's do it. I'm going to transition with you. I'm going to stay in the AFC West first. And I'm going to say the Chiefs. They love speed. They need, uh, they lost out on Juju Smith Schuster. Sammy Watkins is gone. They want to replicate whatever they have by keeping that thread alive. And they know what, and if anybody's going to find use for um, a receiver like that, I, I put my money on Andy Reid. The second team. So for this one, Zach. Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to like this answer also. Um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I, they need a lot of protection to be replaced, specifically with the losses of Humphreys, Johnny Smith, and why am I blanking? Oh, um, Corey Davis. Um, it's only going to open up, open up the offense more. And I do really think he'd be a little bit more beneficial in that system than with the Bears. And my final team, and wouldn't this be the cap off? Big Bill over in New England. Um, (laughs) This would be the perfect opportunity for Bill to be like, (laughs) ran through 20 Gs, thought that I was broke. Stupid, that's what you get for thinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it would just be the cap. And remember this, New England remains doubtful right now on the fact that Julian Edelman will be available to play this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently those chronic issues are much, knee issues are much worse than what we perceive them to be. So those are my three. Um, whoever gets him is absolutely going to get a wild speedster on the downside of the field. Where, where he lands, time will tell, but I think any one of those three will be probably the most ideal fit for him. Yeah, I want to touch back on these ones. Let's start from the top, though. No problem. The Chiefs. That's a solid add. 
he's probably not going to get much for him, right? Like they'll probably get what a fourth maybe for him. Right. But in, so in this class, that's too. not a bad idea. Right. Not only that, for what he would bring to them versus what they would give up would be a significant upgrade. That's a good spot. I like the speed. Deep threat for Mahomes. He can spread the ball. It would be a good replacement for Watkins, too. Yeah, that's pretty good. And and don't forget, right off of the screen, like because you know they love to run those screen plays with McCall Hardman and Tyreek Hill. Now you add in an mm-hmm. Anthony Miller, like it just opens up the game a lot more, and you never know what's going to be what at this point. <laughs> Everything will look exactly the same. Plus, you can move them around the field too a lot. Absolutely, that's not a bad team. Uh, the Titans, awful team. But uh, <laughs> like, where's that gunshot right now? <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> uh, no Titans though. That makes sense just because of the lack of weapons. They still haven't addressed anything yet. They haven't really brought in any, anybody, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I believe they're probably leaning towards draft though, which would make sense then with again, this wide receiver class. Right. Which, by the way, I think that's going to hurt Anthony Miller's value. Because, For sure. So last year's wide receiver class was built off of big, tall, power receivers, basically possession receivers. Right. This year's class, though, is more of a speed class. Right. And when you get guys who you could probably grab second, third, fourth round who are burners, is it really worth it to give up? a pick for Anthony Miller. The only thing that you can say though, you've seen what he can do in a game. Exactly. We know, you know what the upside is. You still don't even know what the ceiling can be either. No, true. And also Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> like let's not dance around. Yeah. This fact. Yeah. That's a great point. Mitch Trubisky is not the most accurate quarterback. I mean, we could both agree to that. Also no offense to Nagy, but that offense is boring. It's very run heavy. Yes, you could argue that that should open up play action. But, like, if you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball and play action, it's kind of useless. You're absolutely right. Um, Fortunately, too, they have a big enough threat. So, in Tennessee, and you know this firsthand with Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, guarding the run is always going to be the first thing. And you know AJ Brown's going to be doubled. Absolutely. So that's only going to open up, open him up more on whatever play design that you choose to run, whether it's run, pass, or play action. Do you think there's a chance they cut him? Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't entertained that. Um, I don't think so. I think Ryan Pace wants to prove that he's made the right decisions, and I want to. I think that. Matt Nagy wants to show that he's not a terrible play caller. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the best way to do, they're going to both try to do this with the clean slate of Andy Dalton until it doesn't work. Right. Because I'm calling it now. Andy Dalton in Chicago is not going to work. Sorry, Bears fans. Bear down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> depends what you mean by not going to work. I don't think they're a playoff team. But yeah, you right. can make an argument that last year with the Cowboys, I mean, if they had a better defense, they should have been a better team. I don't know because even that run game suffered. I mean, Zeke didn't look like Zeke without the threat of Dak, right? Yeah, but Zeke hasn't looked like Zeke in a while. Fair. He's also Zeke looks more like Todd Gurley right now than anything else. <laughs> Todd Gurley, yeah, big fan, a- big fan, big fan, Todd Gurley. Just clear this up right now. <laughs> Oh man, shots fired in this episode. Hey, we're just burning down everybody. Full, full clip, full clip. Oh man, some cradle to grave shit right now. <laughs> oh, I like. Oh, that was slick. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, you tied that all together. I like that. <laughs> Throw the X up. Dark man forever. Um. Okay, and the last one that you had was the Patriots. Correct, Big Bill. Big Bill the still Pats- yelling. What's my name? <laughs> The Pats make sense too. They would have to move. Um, what's his name? 
through Ken- the receiver. Kendrick or Bourne, uh, Kendrick Bourne or Aguilar? No, no, no. Well, they just signed those two Oh, Nikhil. 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 Yeah, they'd have to they'd have to move Nikhil Harry. Which I think will end up coming sooner than later. They just swap guys. Yeah, exactly. Except we know one can actually play a season. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the Kendrick Bourne signing was what I thought was a good move. I'm not sold on that Nelson Aguilar signing. I'm with you, but only at the price. I'm with you, but only at the price. Because I also look at Aguilar still leading. I think it was last year he had, he was in the top five for 20 plus yard completions. Mm -hmm. But, and like I said, and we saw it a bunch last year, we've seen those hands. Dropping babies. Dropping baby. (laughs) Uh, it might be my favorite clip ever. <laughs> However, their car has a better arm than Cam Newton. Right. Like, uh, I, right, I think right, their car is right. a better quarterback. Um, today, yes. Today, yes. Yes. We also, we got to remember the NFL is still the what have you done for me recently league. So I'm, I try to separate the years and then unless Cam repeats the efforts of the last two years because I always Mm -hmm. look at like, I don't think he ever got right with that shoulder either. So if, if everything is okay and the shoulders are go, I think maybe it's perfect. Then again, watching their first day together, they missed some easy throws that was posted on Cam's IG. I give Cam the benefit of the doubt too. I mean, like you, I don't think the shoulder was right. He didn't get to learn that playbook, which by all accounts, I've heard is one really hard playbook to learn. So, and I think I give him a pass plus the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, no preseason, no off season, and then in the middle of the season you get COVID. Right. That's a recipe for disaster. That's yeah. That doesn't help him. Time will tell. We'll see yeah. what happens with the with the. Uh, with the Patriots this year. Oof, I'm getting excited for the NFL. Draft I show. Really draft show. Draft show. The draft show is going to be awesome. Yes. I'm going to be dumb drunk. I'm just going to warn you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. NBA time. I'm with it. NBA is nice and short this week. I mean... I, I bet you're feeling pretty good though after your uh, Lakers came coming off that win with the with the Nets yesterday though. Listen, you know, <laughs> we you do what me, we have to do. You cost me some money, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told you this last episode or a couple episodes ago. I think they really need to just stay 500 until Braun and, and AD come back. And now Kuz. And, yeah, and now Kuz. But I mean. It's still coos. <laughs> oh, I like I like the way so they're badly. playing. THT is playing well. Mm-hmm. Schroeder's been playing pretty well too. I hate Dennis Schroeder. I, yo, I'm yo. That's that's the name. That's the person I'm getting ready. Like, I'm gonna hold my tongue. But <laughs> why? What did Schroeder ever do, bro? Schroeder's running his mouth a lot. You see how many fights he almost got into in the past the week, man. <laughs> Line someone, up. Go, someone go line him up quick. <laughs> line him up. Harold's coming through. Ah, <laughs> uh, how weird is it? Wait, before we continue, how weird is it for you to see Andre Drummond in the Lakers uniform? Because every time I see him, I don't recognize him. <laughs> Honestly, I found it weird at all. To be honest, I thought it was more weird seeing Blake Griffin in a Brooklyn Nets jersey. Fair. To be honest, but. No, I, I thought it was okay, and I think he's getting better too. Within each game, you can see the progressions. He's starting to understand uh, the system and how it's run. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how him and AD are going to work together, though. That's going to be nasty when you guys are when you guys are fully healthy and in the finals. Yeah, like good luck Brooklyn. in like good luck in the paint. Yeah, no, um, it's okay. Time will tell. I'm not going to say anything else about the Lakers. I'm going to leave it at that. You know, I'm biased. I hate y'all. <laughs> um, 
We got a free agent coming up, eh? We got a, <laughs> we got a big free agent coming up in discussion right now. Um, and for, and look at that. I'm just happen to be wearing the We the North t-shirt for, for oh. a throwback sake, right? Um, That's planned. Demar, Demar, Demar. Actually, <laughs> it just happened. Uh, <laughs> Demar. Um, Demar DeRozan has let it be known that he's going to test free agency, which is a very interesting thing because we know him to be like a four lifer. So where do you see Demar lining up, Zach? For DeRozan, 2009 draft. I got to go all the way back to his draft year. Mm -hmm. Golden State Warriors are sitting at seven. You have a kid from USC, an alumni from Compton, DeMar DeRozan, waiting to be picked. And the Golden State Warriors decide to pass on him. Now, great decision. Right. And they go with a point guard from Davidson, <laughs> Steph Curry. The greatest shooter of all time. Two picks later, the Raps grab DeRozan. In the words of DMX, Give a dog a bone, leave a dog alone, let a dog roam, <laughs> and he'll find his way home. Back to Cali. I have him going back to Golden State. I like this fit. I think that would work. Uh, he's a great, I think he'd be a great number three on that roster, especially with a healthy clay. Mm -hmm. um, they might have to do some financial gymnastics to get around to making this deal. But if they can do it, I think Golden State would be a great spot for him both for his abilities and also like on his mental side right i think being back in california there's pressure there but i don't know if it's as much pressure as it used to be in golden state especially with those super teams so that's my team that i'm leaning towards i'd like to see demar go there and i think he'd i think he'd benefit playing with steph compton to the bay would be a pretty pretty nice close to home uh right trip for Demar, man um he loves la that's no secret but exactly oh no uh, exactly and plus you know playing for like the lakers the clippers a lot more pressure on him and i think just being in that secondary market well not secondary market golden state's not a secondary market i can't say that not at all but what i'm saying is the pressure right now and the spotlight's really on the clippers and the lakers and I think just him being in Golden State, um, kind of doing his own thing, A, it would raise some eyebrows, and B, you know, I think it'd be good on him too. He wouldn't be the number one option. And I mean, we've we've come to realize that DeMar DeRozan's not a number one player. Right. On a team. When when at least on a championship team. He correct. should be what, a number two, a number three? A, no, a number two. Um, that's no slight to DeMar. I mean, still a very, very, no. very talented player, man. Um Unfortunately, like we saw, he it, it took him leaving for the Raptors to get that job done. But unlike what you think, I still think he stays in the state of Texas. I think he goes Ooh. to the Dallas Mavericks. I think him paired That's up with place. I think him paired up with Luca would be a backcourt in heaven if you play him at the guard, and if you play him at small forward, that's okay too. And I think that's a very nice, solidative, added piece you can add to your court. That's that's pretty much sums it up for yeah. me, man. I'm not going to dive too deep into this one. I think DeMar Dallas, that's where it's meant to be. I, I like that fit, too, just because I think Luca could really benefit from playing with him, too, as well. Oh, yeah, it's going to open them up a lot. I was actually just about to say, imagine the pick and roll between those two. Um, bro. Get get a solidified big man next, and you guys are okay. Like, it doesn't have to be. Actually, they have um, what's his name? Uh, Bobanovich. Yeah, pairing up Luca with Demar Boban. and Boban, and rotating him and JJ Redick and Josh Rich and getting rid of Josh Richardson and getting an upgrade in that position. Because realistically, the Dallas Mavericks have a lot of like spacers at the shooting guard position right now. And I think that piece would be um, bring more solidarity to the position. I said positional one. That's yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that end. 
I still think Golden State's a better fit. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell, man. Time will tell. Let's see if he wants to beef with Popovich a little bit for the next couple of seasons. <laughs> Side note, I just think that if I was going to be up front, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the New York Knicks try to get him. DeMar to the Knicks? Just because they have so much cap space. They have a lot of money to offer. I just don't know if DeMar wants to be involved with the battle for New York with that roster on the other side over there. Cause that's a hard, like it's going to be a split town. Yeah. Yo, you you, you want to guard, you want to guard James KD or, or Kyrie. Take, take your point <laughs> twice a year, four times a year. What Sorry. if they, what if they swing a deal for Bradley Beal? See the oh, and then you slide Durant up to small four, and you let Bradley Beal play the shooting guard. I like that. I like that. That'd be tough. Um, getting Bradley Beal for them would be an upgrade over RJ Barrett too. Um, right. Once again, RJ Barrett still hasn't hit his ceiling, but I feel like if we're looking at the way that things are shifting, it might be neutral or the floor a little bit. Um, no, but you know, it depends. Uh, we, we got to see what does DeMar want to do too? Does he want to, does DeMar pull a Carmelo where he wants the cash over the ring? I don't think so. I think he's jealous of how it went down in Toronto. That's why I think that if he gets an opportunity, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes maybe a little bit less money to go to a contending team. Right to the Bay or LA, man. One of those I'm not saying he's going to... That gonna... point might be right then. Yeah. But what about like Phoenix? No. Uh, ooh. How long is Chris Paul going to be there? Yeah. That's the big... See, that's the one. How long is Chris Paul going to stay in Phoenix? Because... Not only just to stay there, but to stay at that level. That's tough. I don't know if we put an asterisk next to the Suns for the fact of there aren't exactly the most healthy teams in the West right now, especially the team that everybody projected to be number one. Zach, you, you want to highlight something very, very, a a player, a very decorated player. Um, He's been in MVP talks. He's averaged a triple double multiple times through seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, He's even doing so right now as we talk about him. So let's shift over to DC. And let's get to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So the reason why I want to talk about Russell Westbrook is his his name has been kind of in the media recently. I mean, he's had his little spats with uh, Stephen A. Smith going back and forth as well on ESPN. There's been this whole, I guess, cloud that's kind of reigned over him. And that is, is he just focusing now on just player success and Versus like actually going out and trying to win for that title. You think Russ is throwing it in for a ring? So like, forget it, I'll never get the ring? Right. At the end of the day, like, what's his legacy going to be? Like, is he, is he going to be remembered as like one of the best players of all time? Or is he just going to kind of fall into that category? Because, I mean, make no mistake about it. Like, he does have really good numbers. But all those records that he may have had, especially with those, like you said, those triple doubles, is that really memorable at the end of the day if you don't have a ring? Um, hmm. So when we're talking about Russ, especially in this manner, I think we've seen an excellent show of athleticism. I am mm-hmm. um, a great knowledge of basketball. And it's really sucks because I think like, the prime window for him to win was that first year when Durant was out. Um, just because you like, we, we know Russell Westbrook will put it all on the table for his team to win. He will do whatever it takes. The problem is that those stats, whether he's taking over a game of scoring, passing enough, grabbing all those boards that he can, like padding the stats isn't translating to wins. So I don't know if it's so much of the fact that Russell Westbrook is the issue as in we can't get Russell Westbrook the right supporting cast around him. But then it goes back to the next question, which is like, it just seems that these marquee players don't mesh well with them. 
and it just hasn't worked out. I mean, it's been an area of concern his whole career. It kind of gives me this like feel of like Iverson McGrady compared to, let's say if we compare those two in a sense to him, where I like both players, great players, but you know, both guys, they didn't do it big. Yeah. It's like they're bigger than, than the team in a sense. And I I just feel like he's all, he's had that. I mean, this season he's averaging 21.6 points per game. I mean, 10.6 total rebounds. Uh, and like you stated, he's on a four-game triple-double uh, streak right now. At 32 years old, that's amazing. Like that's of course those are really good numbers. Of course, but the team's not winning. But that also translates to the same issues that he was experiencing. The Thunder, for example, right? So mm-hmm. then we saw the minuses. So James Harden left, and then Kevin Durant was out, and then Serge was out, and then you were left with Rice and Rice tried to carry the team and tried to pair him with PG and that didn't work. Then they shift him to Houston. They're like, you and James figure it out, which right. that didn't work. Um, unfortunately, it's looking like it is going to be that path that, you know, you've done all of this greatness and marvel that people will be astounded by. And you set these records that people, you know, there's never a player to do it three years in a row for, averaging a triple double right it's just russ right which is a shame because at the end of the day it's just those records may be broken too so then where do you fall into the pack he is going to go down as one of a top 15 point guard let's let's say that because probably one of the most athletically gifted point guards of all time of by far if russell westbrook played wide receiver in the nfl it would be a nightmare for teams for sure um I don't know, man. Like it's such a tough thing. And I and I hate to see like greatness fall into the side by like that because that player deserves a lot more than what like what he's been given. I don't know if it's the attitude. I personally don't even know how Bradley Beal feels about him. <laughs> yeah. But wherever he goes, you know, he's gonna leave his heart on the court. And you can't really ask for much more than that unfortunately exactly what you said i just feel like that's so it's so hard to watch because you see the it's not like it's a question of effort too right it's Mm -hmm. not like he's he's you know dogging it he's not he's he's hustling his ass off out there unfortunately team's just not winning and people aren't buying in i don't know listen the the sad thing too is if my friend i sent me this clip where you it was three turnovers by the Washington Wizards. This happened this week. And Russ dropped a beautiful dime three times in a row, and they couldn't convert that into points. Right. So I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's change this. I don't know if it's not necessarily the pairing of the store stars, but I think it's a supporting cast around them as a whole that mm-hmm. can't get behind him. And I don't know if there's just the inadequacy. Because say you take Kyrie Irving out of Brooklyn and you put Russell Westbrook, what does that offense look like now? Right? I actually think it gets worse. You think it gets worse? You think because Russell Westbrook is ball dependent? No, yes. And also we've seen what happens with that offense. They just can't win. I think Kyrie Kyrie has that big shot ability, which unfortunately Russell doesn't, especially from three. Right. That's a a fair point too. I I did forget – he's not the greatest three-point shooter in the world to say no to say it lightly yeah and we're moving more towards just three dependent right like the league has become three dependent if you can't shoot the three it's going to get tougher and tougher for you year after year i mean ben simmons has been criticized his whole career since he came into the league right when can this guy shoot a shoot a three yeah I'm in such a weird spot. I think a lot of this attention too is kind of unfair for him because I think that this was James Harden's spot before. Right. And now that James Harden's having success in Brooklyn, it's kind of deflected away from him and like, well, who's the next superstar that we can kind of pick on? And it's like, oh, straight to Russ. Absolutely. He catches a stray for that, unfortunately. Right. 
So my question to you is, is it over for him being considered a superstar in the league? No, he's still a superstar. He's still a superstar. It doesn't shift my opinion because on that note, just because of what he does on the court, I know it's, it's not going to be, it's, he may not go down as the greatest ever, unfortunately, because, and it's getting to the point where you get into that ring conversation. And if you're like me, you consider the rings, but you don't just consider the rings. You consider the amount of opportunities you've had to get those rings. So that's why I, and I know there are people that will kill me for this. I think Mike is still better than LeBron. I I don't care what the stats say. LeBron, Mike went six for six, (laughs) right? I I, I I agree. Well, it's not even. I know Bron went 14. Hey, Kobe went five for six. Like it's okay. LeBron has been there damn near 14 times. I get it. But what for me, it's not that though. It's it's when the game's on the line, Jordan always needs to take that shot. And LeBron I love LeBron, but well, LeBron's a team player. I'm okay. I shouldn't say it like that, but like LeBron likes to get people involved. <laughs> he likes to dish. He likes to he he he's it, not afraid true, to though. step away he, from the shot if he thinks that the because but that's basketball IQ too right like if there's a better shot take the better shot that's why Ray Allen ended up taking that shot against the Spurs and there's nothing wrong in thinking that right though. no and that's a that's a strength of LeBron I hate when people consider him like they're like oh let's compare him to Jordan because he played nothing like Jordan he right. was more like Magic than he was right. like Jordan right Magic built a career about getting people involved setting himself up to pick that moment to dish that ball off or to make that shot, depending on the situation. It's all situational basketball. Right. I respect that. But at the end of the day, you want to kill it. You want the guy who's going for the dagger. It's like Tom Brady, right? Like Mm -hmm. he has the ball in his hands with under two minutes. You know, he's going for the end zone. You know, he's going to drive. He's going to take that ball and drive down there. Or he's going to let Adam the Terry bail him out, but Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's enough. Oh, so now you're saying he's more like LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, he lost a couple in the finals there too. So Tom Brady stands LeBron's relaxed. Lakers, but... Yeah, <laughs> yes, fans. All, all the Tom Brady stands relaxed right now. That's not hate. Let's just call it what it is. You can't get past the <laughs> NFC East. You were one for four. <laughs> <laughs> I like Russ, and I, I do wish that, in a sense, that he gets bought out and kind of joins another team. To see him be a missing piece for, like, a potential championship-caliber team, I think that would be nice, especially towards the end of his career. I think you'd appreciate that more. I just don't know if that's going to happen. It's going to be more like a Carmelo ending where he's going to kind of bounce around from one team to another. What's the one team you think would make sense for Russ, though? I don't have one yet, so... I, I, I'm just asking for the sake of asking. Well, we talked about Tamar with the Knicks. What if ah. Russell was the other guy? Okay, like let's say Derrick Rose walks. Right. Right? At the end of the year. And then you bring in Russell and you go with Russell, RJ, Damar, Tope, yeah, it's Toby. A, it's, it's a nice backcourt. It's a nice. And Robinson. I, I would like that lineup uh, a lot, actually. And then if they um, want to go small, they go with quickly. Right. No, I like that. I like that. I like the mix as a fit, actually. I'm going to agree with you on this one. Uh, there's not many other suitors that I could see needing that area of help like that. But the only unfortunate thing is, at the end of it all, he's going to be chased by security out of the garden. Um <laughs> I was going to ask you, what about Boston? With the season? I, I don't know. Um, there's So the way Tatum and Brown play, there's a lot of issues already. And I don't know if adding Russ into a system where a player that likes to play iso ball, even though he averages 10, 10 assists. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sold on the idea of that necessarily. But hey, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Personally, kind of like what you were saying, I don't see any team that would really, that's the contender. I don't see any team that would want to bring him in right now. It Actually, the team that it probably depends on what they do in the offseason is the Spurs. 
Like when I really say yeah. it depends on how they choose to approach this off season, but maybe, maybe the Spurs are the team that jump off the board for him. My other thing too, is like, what if he holds and then he plays out the next couple of years? I finally, once he's a free agent, he kind of just jumps, jumps forth to a team and he's a off the, like he's a six man basically. Right. But the other thing is, I think he still has more to give. Yes, he's 32, but he's not on the downside of his career yet. So that's why it doesn't really pander to me too much. I got one more team for you. Miami Heat. They're going to need something with Gordon Dragic, you know, because he's older too than Russ. But that's it. Then you have Tyler Hero. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how him and Jimmy would actually play together for 82 games. (laughs) Oh, there'd be a lot of bickering. Yeah. And then who wins that fight? And then you get Russ KD part two. Because both those both of those guys have chips on their shoulders and won't be afraid to speak their mind. That's right. that's for sure. Right. Interesting scenario. I mean, time will tell. Going into next year, it wouldn't shock me if he's not in, in Washington. Me neither. me neither. And I and I pray Bradley Beal gets out. All of them. Line them up. Line them All up one at a time. <laughs> All right. We ready for this? This is the big moment. Catch or fade. Let's do this. The cash or the fade. What do you got this week, Zach? So will the Seattle Seahawks take a quarterback in the upcoming draft? Catch or fade? Uh, I'm going to go catch, but I don't think that this comes very high in the draft. I think it will. No. I think it'll be a later round thing. Uh, It just wouldn't surprise me. You're going to want insurance. Um. No, I'm going with a catch. I can't speak. I can't speculate the name that they'll get, but yeah, I'm going to go with a catch. How about you, buddy? I'm going to go with a catch. I'm going to say they're going to trade. I think they're going to make a trade into the second round, maybe even the, or early third. Um, a QB that I can see, uh, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Yes, sir. I think he's got some similar traits. I'm not saying he's Russell Wilson, but he's got some similar traits. Um, I like him. I think he's a great fit for the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is an interesting question, though, because with all the rumblings about what's going on with Russell Wilson, maybe they start insulating him with some talent behind him and kind well, of pushing him. Well, they won't, they won't give him an O-line, so. Well, that's that's that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why should we do that? Right, exactly. Who cares? Deal with J.J. Watt now twice a year. Uh, okay. So yeah, catch. I catch on that. We're both you caught. I'm catching on that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. This was actually, so it's master time. And this, this picture went viral. Uh, Bubba Watson's Air Jordan golf shoes. I don't know if you got a chance to, to take a look at them, but I did. catch or fade. I'm going with catch, man. I love the four. So those things are fire to me. I love them too. That's a catch for me. Uh, hope he doesn't scuff them. <laughs> white was a bad color. Yeah, white was a bad color, but I thought it was pretty, pretty uh, flashy. Hopefully, the blisters aren't holding up too badly there. <laughs> um, but it was a huge catch on my end, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more Jordan's golf shoes going forward. They're starting to branch out. Hopefully, with Jordan's brand, they start making more plus MJ I'm sure is backing that up quite a bit too. Right. Um, yeah, no, the fours are one of my favorites. So yeah, it was a, it's an automatic win. Like can't go wrong. It definitely. Can't wait for those straps to come in too. <laughs> slow, slow. You gotta, you gotta break them in nice and easy <laughs> there. That's true. Respect to the golf game. Of course. We stay with Nike right um, now, aren't we? Yeah. Speaking of Nike, actually, uh, a fan actually submitted this one. Thoughts on the new Nike jerseys for the WNBA? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I So I checked those out quickly. That's another catch as well, actually. I, um, I'm a big fan of how they did that schematically in their presentation. Guys, we will have pictures of this on our Instagram as well. But no, right. catch. Zach? I'm with you on this one. 100% catch. I like what they're doing. Uh, I support this movement, and I hope it brings even more exposure to the game. First of all, <laughs> some of the jerseys look better than the NBA ones. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, uh, you know what? We're we're gonna table this not catch a fade sub subject, but one thing we should get into because we did tease getting into our favorite. We should also get into the worst NBA jerseys like ever. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Ever of all time? Of all Ooh, time. Of all time. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy them. And um, you know, hopefully this is just one step in the right direction that's gonna continue to grow that game. And I'm excited and I'm pretty certain through all these Twitter uh, mentions and Instagram likes that uh, the women of the WNBA are really loving it too. They're about due, man. They, they, the WNBA doesn't get enough credit for what it's doing. Um, I know it's a supply and demand thing, unfortunately, but they should be bigged up in, in everything that they're doing to keep up with the NBA and not just trying to keep up, but trying to surpass it eventually. Right. This is a step in the right direction congratulations to you guys congratulations to nike on that note i think uh it's wrap up time here anything you want to plug there chase or all good on your end uh we're just gonna give a one more rest in peace to dmx and uh again thank you cupid 93 on instagram for that instrumental definitely appreciative of that thank you for the support guys and that's it for right now man that's all i got this is the two pc we out Peace.